This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Now, if someone asked you to name the most common colors, you'd probably likely go with red, green, and blue. Yet until modern times, your ancestors didn't realize blue was a color at all. Back in the 1800s, British scholar William Gladstone noticed that in his famous odyssey, Homer didn't use the word blue at all. He even called the ocean deep red. Homer described clothing, armor, human faces, and animals in detail, but all the colors were somewhat messed up. Iron and sheep were violet, and honey, green. Black was mentioned in the book 200 times, white around 100, and red, yellow, and green, less than 15 times each. It was the same in other ancient Greek writings. The word blue didn't exist at all. Gladstone thought that the monochrome way of seeing the world was something typical for the ancient Greeks. But some years later, his followers continued with the research, and they found no mention of blue in other cultures either. Ancient Icelandic sagas, Chinese stories, Arabic and Hindu texts, All of them avoided blue even when they talked about the skies. It turns out the first people that used the word blue to describe this color were the Egyptians. They also happened to be the only people that produced blue dyes. Well, that's probably why there's no mention of the ancient Greeks or any other ancestors singing the blues. Did I make that up? I did. Now, it may sound strange until you realize the only thing in nature that looks blue is the sky. There aren't that many blue animals or blue flowers in the wild. And blue eyes used to be even rarer in ancient times than they are now. That's why almost every language first developed the words for black and white, then red, yellow, and green. But just because there was no name for the blue color doesn't mean our ancestors couldn't see it at all. This color just didn't stand out to them. There's a tribe in Namibia called Himba. They still don't have the word for blue. They also don't distinguish between green and blue. They have something like gru instead. When they were shown one blue and 11 green squares, they struggled to find the odd one out. But they have more words for the shades of green than there are in most other languages. That's why the tribe members found the slightest differences in the shades of the green squares in no time. When Russian speakers are shown different shades of blue, they can pick out lighter and darker ones way faster than English speakers. This is because they use separate words for light blue and dark blue rather than just one universal word. 
where you live can change the way you perceive colors. For example, the Greeks who have lived in the UK for a long time often consider light blue and dark blue one color. But in Greece, they normally use two separate words for them, like in Russia. The way you perceive colors isn't just about seeing what's out there. It's more about how your brain processes what you see, which means it's very subjective. Some people even see colors as letters and numbers, or hear them. Those who live closer to the Arctic Circle can name different shades of snow because that's what they see all the time. To others, it's just white. Some languages only have general names for colors. For example, dark stands for cool hues like black, blue, and green. Colors like white, red, orange, and yellow are all called warm. Your eye processes more variations of warmer colors than cooler ones. There's a tribe in Australia who describes texture, the function of an object, and how it feels instead of color. They don't have any names for colors at all. The Kandoshi, who live on the banks of the Amazon River in Peru, don't have a word that would describe the very concept of color. Instead, the name of some yellow bird will be used to describe the yellow color. Any ripe fruit will stand for red and unripe fruit for dark green. The English language didn't have the word for orange until the 1500s. That's when someone brought the first orange trees from Asia to Europe. Until then, the hue was called yellow-red. Sir Isaac Newton was the one to name the colors of the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. He noticed these hues after watching a beam of light pass through a triangular prism. The initial white light was split into seven colors. When you look at an object, millions of light receptors in your eyes send a message to your brain via the optic nerve. Some of these receptors are shaped like rods and others like cones. Newton said that objects weren't actually colored. It was their surface that reflected some colors and absorbed others. When an object reflects all wavelengths, the thing looks white. When it absorbs them all, it looks black. An apple looks red because it reflects red wavelengths and absorbs all the rest. That's why objects may seem to change color depending on what's next to them or in different lighting conditions. The human eye has three types of cones. These photoreceptor cells distinguish between red, green, and blue wavelengths of light. Each type is responsible for about 100 different shades. Altogether, they let you see 1 million colors. About 1% of people have a fourth type of cone. It gives them a superpower of distinguishing between 100 million shades of different colors. About 8% of men and 1% of women have color deficiency. That's because they're missing some cones or have bad ones. Most of them don't even know about it, as some colors have always looked identical to them. The most widespread kind of such deficiency is when you can't tell red from green. A lot of people lose their ability to perceive colors as they get older. By around age 70, their eye lenses become yellowish. This natural yellow filter they look through doesn't let them tell blue from purple and yellow from green. Half your brain is hardwired to process visual information. A much smaller part of it is left to perceive flavor. That's why the color of a food or drink can boost or curb your appetite. You'll always choose the reddest apple because your brain perceives it as the sweetest and ripest. 
There are no naturally blue foods, so you're least attracted to them and can even fear them. That's why installing a blue light in your fridge or eating from blue plates is a great way to eat less. You'll always choose brighter fruits and vegetables because they're associated with a richer flavor. Eating them makes you feel healthier and happier. Yellow can boost your appetite as you associate it with energy and excitement. White can trick you into eating more and paying less attention to what you're munching on. That's because white food seems more harmless in terms of calories. If you eat from a white plate, you're more likely to overeat as it makes food look brighter. Your brain also remembers the color of food wrapping. If you put salt and vinegar chips into a cheese and onion package, you might not even notice the difference in flavor while snacking on them. Food companies know you'll eat more of whatever they're selling when it comes in different colors and flavors. Curiosity or search for your favorite taste won't let you stop. Colors that surround you in the office affect your productivity, creativity, and mood. Blue helps you focus. It's an intellectual color that stands for logic and efficiency. Red gives you courage and strength for physical work. Yellow makes you happier and more productive and confident. Green brings balance and harmony to the office environment. Your eyes also love this color. They don't need time to adjust to it. Orange gives you a sense of comfort and warmth, so it's perfect for an office lounge. Birds, fish, and many mammals see the entire color spectrum in all its glory, just like humans. For some animals, good color vision is crucial. Without it, they won't tell ripe red fruit from unripe green fruit. But some insects, like bees, also perceive ultraviolet colors that your eyes can't see. Jumping spiders have eight pairs of eyes. The biggest of them provide the creatures with high-resolution vision. They also have a broader spectrum of colors than humans and special pigments that can perceive ultraviolet light. Bulls are partially colorblind and can only see yellow, green, blue, and violet. They don't have the red retina receptor, so they can't see red. Ah, so much for that cape thing. Dogs have two types of color-detecting cones, one type fewer than humans. They can perceive yellow and blue to ultraviolet light. Your cones work great in relatively bright light, and your rod cells help you see in dim light. But in this case, everything around looks like shades of gray. Unlike humans, geckos have perfect night color vision. It's 350 times better than yours. Garden snails can't focus or see color at all. They manage to navigate towards dark places thanks to their ability to feel and analyze the intensity of light.